Hello, MD Roberts School of the Arts friends and family. Thanks so much for joining us for our first season of our podcast. I'm Miss Long, the Fine Arts Magnet Lead Teacher and Orchestra Director. So far this season, you have heard about the orchestra, theater, band, and chorus programs at MD Roberts School of the Arts. If you've missed any of our episodes, please go back and listen to learn more about what we have to offer at our school. Today, I'm joined by Mrs. Clark, our fantastic dance director. Hi, Mrs. Clark. Hi, Miss Long. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited to ask you some questions today. Let's get started. All right. How long have you been teaching and where did you go to school? So I graduated from Kennesaw State University. Side note, I'm a proud graduate of the magnet program from Mount Zion High School, which is now Stillwell. Um, and I've been teaching for six years. Awesome. That's really cool that you kind of get to come back to where you grew up, right? Right. I love it. Yeah. And interesting side note, Mrs. Clark went to Adamson Middle School when I was a teacher at Adamson Middle School <laughs> in Clayton County. I did. <laughs> um, why did you decide to teach dance? Well, I've always loved kids. Even when I was young, when I turned 13, I was a babysitter. So I've always loved working with children. Um, and up until about eighth grade, I wanted to be a pediatrician. And so I found my love for dance. And so I just decided to put the two things that I love most in this world together. That's awesome. When did you start dancing? I started dancing when I was three, but I wasn't really serious about like pursuing it as a career until about eighth grade when um, that was the first year that they were going to implement the fine arts program. So that's awesome. Anything else you'd like our listeners to know about you before we talk about your subject? Um, I am a professional dancer in the city of Atlanta, so I do teach adult classes and private classes, group classes, Um, so yeah. Um, Is there a dance area that's your specialty? My special, that's a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) My specialty would be two styles. It would be modern and hip-hop. Those would be my specialties. Hip-hop, because that's what I started off doing, Um, so that's always in me. And then modern is when I got to college, I just fell in love with it. And that was my focus and concentration. So yeah, my specialty would be teaching modern and hip hop, but also teaching beginners. That's my specialty as well. That's awesome. Um, I think we should also um, make a note that you do have two children and one of your children goes to pay school of the arts, right? Yes, he loves going to K-Pace. They are so awesome. He loves art, not dance, but mm. <laughs> it's the fine art, so I'll accept that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and hopefully we'll see him eventually at MD Roberts, right? So I hope so. <laughs> he really loves art, so I really hope so. That's awesome. Um, tell us about dance. What do you teach in each grade level? So each grade level gets basically the core of styles, um, ballet, modern, and jazz. But with that, because given the demographics of our my particular studio and program, we do have Afrofusion with those styles. So it is ballet, but it's the original signs of ballet, which includes some traditional African um, aesthetics. Uh, my eighth graders do get choreography and composition as well as point. My seventh graders, they get body conditioning and kinesiology, as well as jazz. My eighth graders get jazz as well. And my sixth graders, they don't get to do point or jazz because our main focus, in in addition to dance history, 
with sixth grade, our main focus is transitioning from just moving your body to now dancing and performing and giving giving that aesthetic and that quality of movement. So that's why sixth grade doesn't do jazz. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I have a couple questions uh, for people who don't know much about dance. What is point? So point is it's it's, it's a style of, it's a it's a version of ballet. Um, but it can be done in other styles. I see point done in hip hop, modern and jazz. But it's basically all it is, is the dancer is in a, spe- a specific shoe. So the shoe is actually called a point shoe and it has a box in the base of it. And the dancer is literally <laughs> balancing on top of that box. So that's what makes it point work. OK, that's cool. Um, and what's kinesiology for those who don't know? Yes, kinesiology is the study of how the body moves. Okay, which would be really important to know in dance, right? Exactly. So I've exactly. seen like you've done some projects with them where they kind of like make the spine, mm-hmm. right? Like different parts of the spine. Oh, yes. With, oh, yes. And they the project's really cool when I've seen it outside your door. They use different yes. things, right? Yes. So we do definitely, um, with kinesiology, we do go up the body. So we start with our feet because as dancers, that's that's our base, our feet. And we learn about all the different muscles, the different bones, um, the major joints, of course, um, and just how those body, how those, how those different parts of the body move together and how they move independently of one another. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It sounds like that'd be something very important to study as a dancer. And, um, the main reason why I enter it is a, the context is a collegiate level. Mm-hmm. The reason why I introduce it to my middle school students is because it really helps with injury prevention. Mm-hmm. And it also helps with a better understanding of the technique. Because when you understand how your body moves, you, you can train it to do what it is you want it to do when you know how it's going to move already. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't dumb it down, but I do right. tailor it to our younger a younger audience because it's important for them to know. That's great that they get that information. So then those who go on to high school with dance and even into college, it makes them a little more college ready, right? Yes, ma'am. That's our goal here to get right. them career ready. <laughs> That's right. Um, can beginners join in seventh or eighth grade? I do not bring on beginners in seventh and eighth grade. The reasoning for that is not because I I don't specialize in beginners because I do specialize in teaching beginners. It's that in a fine arts program, it's a little bit different than just recreational dance. If this was a recreational take on beginners at any level, at any grade level, but being that it's fine arts, there are certain standards that have to be met when it comes to a fine arts program and certain benchmarks that they have to be in. And by the time you get to seventh grade, I'm not doing beginner benchmarks. Like I'm not going over beginner stuff. We're jumping right in to the next level of what they need to learn. So unfortunately, I don't accept beginners in seventh and eighth grade, but I definitely, definitely, definitely take beginners. Okay, great. Um, is If somebody wants to apply and audition for your program, what should they do? In a, Before anything, obviously you have to apply through the district, of course. Um, Once you get that situated, they will go online and learn a preset choreography that was set by myself. Um, Once they learn the choreography, they'll record themselves doing it, making sure that they're in solid black while they're in the video and that they're the only ones in the video. Um, Dance shoes are optional for them, uh, but if if a dancer wants to wear dance shoes, that's totally fine, but that's optional. 
And then before you start dancing in the video, make sure you introduce yourself, saying your first and last name. And then they upload that video to a Google Classroom, correct? Yes. So you'll upload it. Um, there will be a Google Classroom. The code will be sent out once you have been given the OK from the district to audition. You'll receive an email from me with the details of the uh, choreography, how to find the choreography, and the Google Classroom code to join in. Parents are encouraged to join as um, guardians just so they can stay up to date on the audition information, but that's not a requirement. Okay, that's nice. Um, what supplies do parents need to purchase for your class once they've been gone through the audition process and been accepted? What do they need to purchase? So once accepted, definitely, definitely, definitely for ballet, we, you will definitely need flesh tone ballet tights for my ladies. For my ladies, you will need flesh tone ballet tights, flesh tone ballet shoes, and either a black or maroon leotard. Um, as the year progresses, we do have fundraisers where we uh, will sell MD Roberts apparel, dance apparel. So if you buy that apparel, you can also wear that. Um, for my gentlemen, it will be black ballet shoes, black male tights, um, or jazz pants, depending on how comfortable you are in those. And then either a solid black or a solid white dance shirt. If you come in as a seventh grader, you will need jet black jazz shoes and black jazz pants. And other optional items that you can purchase for your dancer would be a small dance bag, preferably a mesh dance bag. So you have that ventilation. So your dance <laughs> shoes don't stink up your bag. Um, a resistance band, we do tend to use those from time to time. A set of 10 pound, five to 10 pound weights. We do use those from time to time, but those, like I said, those things, the weights, the resistance band, the dance bag, those things are optional, but strongly, strongly encouraged. But the ballet shoes are a must. The flesh tone tights are a must and the leotard is a must. I remember that when my daughter took um, dance classes as a very small child, um, she had to wear her hair in a certain way. Do you require them to wear their hair a certain way? I don't actually. Um, and there's a whole lesson with that when we get in August, um, when we come in August, there's always a whole lesson as to why we don't do those traditional things that you mm -hmm. see anymore. Um, but as long as your hair is pulled back and secure out of your face, then I will accept however you wear your hair. Um, the only traditional thing that we maintain is no jewelry. Okay. So, um, when we're in class, you can have small studs, but no big jewelries, no giant hair accessories and bracelets and things like that. And when we go, when the showtime is definitely no jewelry at all. Mm -hmm. um, how much after school commitment do you require from your students? And on average, how many evening or weekend performances do you do? So if you are just a member of this department, which is fine, totally fine. If you're just the Studio 1001 at MD Roberts Dancer, there will be two mandatory shows, one in the uh, winter and one in the spring. Sometimes we have dress rehearsals after school before, the, like the day before the show. Um, well, I mean, we do have dress rehearsals the day before the show. So those are something that they have to uh, attend. But most of our rehearsals, if you're just the dance department dancer or during class, but there are opportunities because we have a Rho Alpha Mu chapter of the National Honor Society for Dance Arts here. And if you join that organization, 
you will be very, very busy. We do a lot of community service, um, especially during dance a different the National Dance a Difference Week. We um, the last last year we actually went not last year the year before last because it was a pandemic last year. The year before last no it was last year it was right before the pandemic. We went to Piedmont Park and we cleaned up in the park and you know we danced out there as well. And that chapter we also host our performance team. So if you're a part of our performance team. You will rehearse after school almost every Thursday and Friday. Um, those will be small perform. There will be performances around. Because, like I said, I'm a choreographer and artist in Atlanta. So whenever I'm given certain opportunities to choreograph and present work, I will always, um, not always, but if it's appropriate, I will definitely use my dancers here, mm-hmm. um, just to get them that exposure in a professional setting to see them so they could see themselves around professional dancers and other artists like that. So I keep my performance team pretty busy. In addition to competitions, I keep them pretty busy after school. And the competition happens once a year, right? Yes. Um, So competition season is typically in February, between February and April. That's typically the regional um, season. And then again, over the summer for nationals. Yeah, so that's uh, that's how we do that. And then we, like I said, the performance team. We, we, in addition to the competitions, we tend to do smaller performances, either locally in Clayton County or locally in surrounding cities in Atlanta. Nice. Um, do you go on field trips with your students? We definitely go on field trips. I do my best to take them to see Alvin Ailey every year. Um, we went. We. You've seen the dance theater of Harlem. Of course, it's a tradition that every dance theater goes and sees the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I will be looking for different versions of the Nutcracker versus Atlanta Ballet's traditional version. Um, it's great, but you know, let's see some different mm-hmm. versions of the Nutcracker. Um, and we just try to. We also have guest artists that come in through the county, as well as my own. Um, my own group of professional artists that I know, I tend to bring them in to get them that exposure to, since we can't go out and mm-hmm. pay for these classes because they're really expensive, I tend to bring them in and they come and teach classes here. So That's really awesome that your kids get that opportunity. Um, you've been able to do some virtual field trips this year as well and some master classes, right? Yes, we did one. We did have one um, earlier. I wasn't able to t- attend because during I was teaching during their master class. I wasn't able to attend, but I did get some pretty good videos from my dancers from that class. I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the (laughs) the artist right now, Um, but they did have a really good time. I'm glad that they've been able to have opportunities like that, even though we've been virtual. Oh my gosh, because the dance department always has different little events where they get to experience other artists outside of mm-hmm. myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do that during this virtual time? I want my dancers to still experience that. So I was glad that they got that opportunity. Yeah, that's been the same for me as well. I was glad that we've had some opportunities to do things virtual. And it's not over yet. I'm still looking for why. Right. <laughs> now that we're in the building, I'm still looking. I'm going to see if I can get some of my dancer friends to come in. Mm-hmm. back and get them to come teach it'll be great yeah it's always good when the students get to see additional um, people uh, performing right. besides just you as the teacher 
Right. And it gives them an opportunity to explore different ways of moving. Mm -hmm. So that's great. Anything else you'd like to share? Um, If you want to be a member of the National Honor Society for Dance Arts, you will need a minimum GPA of 3.0, as well as completed 30 hours of community service, which you can complete either independently or with the group. And it can be any kinds of community service, or is there like a list that they have to choose from? No, um, it could be any kind of community service when you're trying to get your hours. Um, of course, if you do your community service with me, it will be dance centered. Mm-hmm. Um, it will obviously be either cleaning up a park or volunteering at um, like a hospital. We made uh, plans to do that once before. Um, but if you do your community service hours independently of us, then it's you know, whatever, whatever your interest is. That's great that the students get an opportunity to give back to their community and learn how to do that at a young age. Yes, I love it. Um, I think it makes them more responsible. Mm -hmm. So that's why we decided to join NHSDA in our efforts of servicing our community. Nice. Oh, last thing, we will be having auditions for our performance team for the 2021-2020 to school year. Um, it'll be three rounds in May. So it'll go from the first round will be May 3rd through the 7th. And this will all be virtual. Um, it'll be May 3rd through the 7th. The second round will be May 10th through the 14th. And the third round will be May 17th through the 21st. For more information on that, you can join our virtual meeting on April 30th at 1 p.m. And that will be announced on the um morning announcements as well as I will put it out on our Instagram. Okay, great. Can you say that date one more time? So the informational meeting is April 30th at 1 p.m. The you can check the link on in our Instagram at MD Roberts Dance as well as it will be broadcasted on the morning announcements. All right, great. Well, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share this podcast with other Roberts friends and families. And if you know an elementary student who is interested in the fine arts, please share this so they can learn more about our programs here at MD Roberts School of the Arts. Our podcast is now found wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you and have a great day.